the Skinny here on WMNF Tampa. Thanks to Down and Dirty for that great show. Wait, wait, don't tell me style. Um, I think it was better than NPR. Um, so thanks, John and Mario and, and the crew. My name is Ray Roa. I'm joined today by Ben Montgomery. Uh, Mitch Perry is uh, doing the Mitch Perry thing. Uh, session's going to start soon, so he's taking just a little bit of a break before uh, he goes back to Tallahassee. You heard the music there of Anthony Aldisi. Anthony Aldisi is one of our guests today. He is a saxophone player and keyboardist who plays Rhodes and Moog in his supergroup, Ethos of Aldisi. Um, he's an alum of the Pinellas County Center for the Arts at Gibbs High School, where he went viral in 2020 with the Gibbs uh, High Men's Bathroom Choir. Uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a fun time um, in their internet. But we are also joined by four other folks. Uh, ben, I'm going to let you uh, introduce who's in the studio. we got a packed studio today. We do have a packed studio, Ray. Uh, do we want to tell people what we're up to before we uh, introduce all these folks? Yeah, so obviously there's a, a major... Uh, religious holiday coming up and uh a lot of people are home um and especially young people so when mitch uh, goes away ben and i were like two little kids and then we get to drive this bus batting around ideas yeah. yeah that's it and our eyes lit up because we thought hey you know ben your kids are going to be home so many kids are going to be home i want to know what it's like to go to college somewhere else because I, I went to school here um, and, and I wanted to know whether or not you can come back home. What is the quote that you're batting around in your head? Yeah, Thomas Wolfe said, uh, you can't go home again. Uh, the idea that when you, uh, when you take off for a place far and wide, uh, the odds are not very good that you'll come back to where you're from. You always think of that place fondly. Uh, but we wanted to know uh, if that plays out, if um, what people think about when they're gone from here, this place where they were born and raised, many of them, uh, and when they when they get the chance to come home, either to visit, uh, and, you know, to take a look around, see what's changed here in the Tampa Bay area, um, is this a place that young people see themselves living long term? That's sort of my driving question. Like, if you go elsewhere, um, you know, what do you think of Tampa? How do you how do you look back on on the place from which you came? And also, what lessons do you learn out there in the world uh, that uh, that Tampa could stand to learn? Like, what what's going on in other places that Tampa doesn't have? Um, so those are some of the questions that I thought were were interesting. Yeah, in order in order to answer those questions, we've welcomed Anthony and four others to the studio. If uh, uh, you'd like to introduce yourself, I'll start here. I know Asher because Asher has a few bylines in Creative Loafing, mm-hmm. um, Tampa Bay. We're able to uh, steal those away around the time she got a byline in the New York Times, and that's pretty mu- probably we can't afford you after that. So <laughs> Asher uh, Montgomery, welcome to the studio. Please introduce yourself. Tell us um, where tell, tell us where you're from and where you went to elementary school, middle school, and high school. Okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Asher Montgomery. Um, I am from Tampa, Florida, but I was born in upstate New York, but I've lived here for since I was one, so most of my life. This is my home. Um, I went to Lee Elementary, or which is now called Tampa Heights Elementary, um, and then Roland Park for middle school and Hillsborough IB for high school, which is um, where Lee Elementary is where I met Otis, if he wants to introduce himself. Hi, everyone. I'm Otis. I uh, was born in Tampa, Florida. I went to Lee Elementary, now Tampa Heights Elementary. I went to Stewart for middle school, and then I went to Hillsborough High School. How old are you now? I'm 18. Okay. And tell us where you are now. Yeah, where are you going to Right college? now, I'm going to Loyola, New Orleans for music industry. Yeah. And what about you, Asher? And I go to Harvard College uh, studying integrative bio. Sarah, how about you? Hi, uh, I'm Sarah. I 
I've lived here since I was seven. Um, I was born in Norfolk, Virginia. I went to Hammond Elementary, uh, Smith Middle School, and then uh, Hillsborough IB for high school. Uh, I'm 20. Did I already say that? Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> um, I go to UF, uh, and I study English with a focus in film. Hi, my name's Morrissey. Um, I went to Lee Elementary as well, and then I went to Farrell Middle School and Hillsborough IB for the first two years of high school and then transferred to Hillsborough, the traditional program. And I'm 17, and now I'm at Parsons at the new school in New York City studying um, graphic design. Hey, everybody. My name is uh, Anthony Aldisi. I was born here, and I went to elementary school at Pinell's Preparatory uh, Academy in Largo. And then I went to Gibbs High School uh, in St. Pete for the Magnet Music Program, which in many ways shaped a lot of uh, the present time for me and the teachers there. And uh, I did live in France for two years when I was in elementary school in the south of France. Um, and then I'm studying at Temple University in Philadelphia for jazz piano, and I'm 22. You got to be pretty close to done at Temple, right? Because I think uh, when you... Uh Senior year. Yeah, this is my last year, but I'll probably do grad school another two years there. Okay. Okay. And so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, first things first. Um, you know, uh, when, you, uh, when you tell people where you're from, uh, how do you explain this place? And what sorts of questions do they ask about Florida? And also, do you feel like people make assumptions about, uh, about Tampa Bay or about Florida in general? Yeah, um, I get a lot. I tell a lot of stories about about Florida. I've really like played into it. It's become like a part of my identity because people people do think Florida is crazy when I go. They they when I say I'm from Florida, it, it's interesting the reactions because some of them are like, oh my god, I did not expect that. I'm like, what do you mean? You're so normal. And yeah, the, yeah, you're so normal. Like, do you know Florida men? I'm like, actually, I, I do. Um, I tell a lot of stories about Odysseus' dad. I tell yeah. stories about um, my own father, about um, the, the I, about um, everything going on, um, like throughout our childhood, about um, you know our, our boat rides and being so close to the water. Um, a lot of people ask if there are alligators around, um, and usually I say you know every now and then on the boat. I don't think like there's, you know, you're more. They're more afraid of you than, um, yeah, yeah. They're they're more afraid of you than than you should be of them. Um, try and tell them to run zigzag if they ever encounter one. That's that's the advice we got. Um, interestingly, we end up talking a lot about the. I mean, not interesting. Obviously, we end up talking a lot about the politics, about like the presence of the um, of the don't say gay bill at the end of my of my high school career, and then. Um, like growing up with the like the shooting drills every single month, um, that that is something very abnormal to like my friends that grew up in the Northeast. Um, but yeah, how does um, how does what, you're twenty or twenty one? I'm nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So at nineteen, you have like this great version of of where you live and and where you're from and and what you believe it to be. You know this emotional thing, emotionally, thematically in your head. How does your version of Florida square with the one that people believe? Well, I am always in defense of Florida. I, 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 am trying to think of how I, how I introduce it. I'm like, I, I love Florida. I love the way when you walk outside, it feels like the air is hugging you. Um, I'm always comforted by that. I miss it when I'm up, 
up north. Um, I love like our proximity to the beautiful beaches. I love how everybody is a bit more relaxed than than they are in in Boston. Um, is that true for you guys? You think people are more relaxed here than they are other places? Well, I mean, I'm in New Orleans, so it's yeah, you went from pretty a swamp similar to another swamp. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of just. Um, I mean, I'm kind of the outlier here because I go to school in Gainesville, um, so I only went like two hours away, so it's a little different for me, I guess. What What is it like um, going, we were talking about this in the newsroom the other day, going to a Florida university and all the changes in the university system here in Florida, how does that, What? how does your mind go there when you start to think, hey, this is what we're teaching and what we're not. I'm going to end up with a degree from here. Do, do students talk about that and, and the quality of education and the, how they're going to be set up when they come out based on these recent changes? For sure. Um, I know at least, like, within my major and, like, the classes I take, we are affected more than, like, some other majors are, um, especially because, I mean, we haven't seen too many changes so far, but there has been a lot of talks about, like, Oh, you can't like interdisciplinary studies and um, and uh, intersectionality has been like a hot topic of whether that can actually be included or not. But intersectionality is kind of the base of like a lot of the courses that I am taking. Um, so it's kind of scary to see where that will go in the future. Um, and then recently, actually, like last month maybe kind of under everyone's noses the university passed a bill that you can only use the restroom of the sex that you were assigned at birth and if not i'm not exactly sure like what the penalty for students is but if like a professor is caught using the different bathroom of their sex assigned at birth um they can face like severe punishment and like possibly i think it was like the possibility of being let go, like without tenure. Huh. And and Mo, to stay on on uh, Ben's Ben's question, I, you know, I picture you just settling in up there in New York. Can you talk about what uh, part of New York um, you're in and how you describe Tampa to people that you <laughs> meet when you finally tell them, "Oh, I'm from Tampa." Yeah, so um, I live on the Upper East Side, but I go to school in Greenwich Village, so Lower East Side, and. Um, I don't know. It's people think it's funny because I I have like an alligator keychain on my on my backpack and I wear a shark tooth necklace and like it, I just like resemble what they think a Florida person would do just because I think it's funny. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of people that um, that like everybody in my classes is all from different places. Like I only have one who's from New York, so like kind of everybody's coming from different places. I find that I relate a lot to one of my classmates from Oklahoma, but that also might be because I have family from Oklahoma. And then I have a friend who's also from Singapore. So we're kind of, we both are from warm places and aren't used to like the cold and the snow and everything. So we were like freaking out in class when it was snowing out the window. And, um, what, what about you, Anthony? Do you, uh, do you talk about Tampa and how do you describe this place? Yeah, for sure. Well, in comparison, it feels like Philly and New York, since they're so close together, I can easily get from one to the other and other cities. And here I have to drive my car, which I love. So I absolutely miss my car uh, when I go up. I could bring it, but it's just I need it so much more here. And the fact is that public transportation here is just not 
reliable. We were just talking about that a little bit earlier before we went on air. Uh, Asher, you said you drove a mile to get here. That's a distance that you would walk if you were in Cambridge, right? Yeah, yeah, actually, opposite of you. I mean, I do miss driving, but I also get frustrated being here. Mm. Like, the, I like I will walk out of my house and go into my car. There's no, It doesn't matter how far away we're going. Like, that's just the habit. Um, I was, yeah, we were like, Mo pulled up the map to get here and it was like a mile. I was like, this is like a normal, like my normal morning walk to class. Um, Like why, like why are we driving? But then I, you know, I realized like this would be an awful walk. You have to walk straight down down MLK. Um, It's just hot. There's no trees. There's just a bunch of cars zooming past you. They probably honk at you. Um, kind of miserable a walking experience here it's, it's it's quite frustrating and if you're just joining us on the skinny our guests have a median age that is a, a quarter of ours here ben <laughs> uh, we're talking to college students who went away for school wondering how they describe their hometown whether or not they can come back here we're getting already some emails and texts and we haven't even shared the phone number yet if you want to talk to these folks the phone number is 813 you can send an email to dj at wmnf.org. We have a text here. While you set that up, Ray, I'm interested actually in hearing uh, from listeners who went off to college and came back to Tampa. What brought you back? We'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that. 813-239-9663. So, so one says, the village is Lower West Side. Oh, my God. Uh, they love your accent. Um, and then um, somebody wanted to know if, um, do your guests have friends? who went to new college. It's shameful that DeSatist uh, expletive, something, a good thing here. Um, do, do you guys know anybody who ended up going to new college? Yeah, actually, um, I have a friend named Carolise who went to new college, and um, she was talking about it. We had a little school reunion thingy for a diploma, whatever, um, and she was talking about how it, on the inside, not a lot has changed. On the outside, it seems like a lot has changed. But I think that also might be she's not studying anything that's like super political. It's I think she's marine biology marine or something biology, like yeah. that. So I don't know if as much has changed for her as it has for other people hmm. at that college. And as our listeners know, because they're heavy news people in New College, it's been kind of an experiment for the um, DeSantis administration, a place where um, they aspire to be the Hillsdale of a conservative classical college, quote unquote. Um, uh, so that's. Um, happening there do you guys uh do do you guys get a sense of whether your uh uh whether your education here was good in comparison in comparison to other students did you did you come did you hit college knowing what you needed to know compared to your peers personally i feel like we did but i think that a lot of people have like um weird like assumptions about florida again like i remember talking to somebody about moving and they were like oh like why did you move out of florida Oh, I guess there's probably not any good colleges there. And I was uh, like, well, I mean, we have, isn't UF like the top yes, public the top university? Yeah. Yeah. And UCF, I think, is the biggest college in the nation currently. They just beat Texas A&M. Yeah. They're at, what, 70,000, 75,000? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I, I have met a few other people from Florida who um, felt like their, their education wasn't, um, wasn't, didn't reach, like, what they, what other people around them were, but I, I personally I don't feel that way. I'm mm. curious about the rest of you guys. Yeah, I felt like my high school education was like pretty good for like going into college. Like I felt pretty prepared. Um, and then also like with what you were saying about like people saying that 
Florida doesn't really have good universities and people thinking that. It's interesting because at UF, like, a lot of the students that are there are, um, like, in-state. And I think in part that is because of Bright Futures. But then out-of-state, like, the majority, at least that I know of, of out-of-state students are from, like, New York, New Jersey area for whatever reason. Um so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Do you guys, uh, when your friends come to visit Tampa, what, what, where do you take them? Uh, what, do you, what parts of Tampa Bay area do you want to show them? Is it being on the water, take them to the beaches? Uh, what, do you, what do you look for? What's the coolest thing Tampa's got to offer? I think beaches hit it spot on. Yeah. But any nature spots, and there's definitely some better ones than others. So I just take them to my favorite spots which not everyone might know of, but I'm always super excited to show my up north friends when they come visit. What what are those spots? Are you willing to divulge to our millions of listeners right now? <laughs> yeah, well, they're kind of these small small parks um, and beaches that maybe not all the public like will always go to. For example, just a quick example, if you guys know Upham Beach in St. Pete, okay. there's a small little garden on the beach that's kind mm. of hidden, yeah. but it's right on the water, and I've never seen any other beach like it. So huh. that's just an example. And, and before, we, uh, we have some calls coming in, so we want to get Sierra um, on the air here. If you have your headphones near you, you might want to put them near your head. Uh, Sierra, you're on the air here on WMNF Tampa. Yeah, hi, how are you? Great, how are you? Great, I'm actually driving to work right now, so hopefully you can hear me all right. Yeah, I can hear you great. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I am a Tampa native. I actually am a third. Oh, I know. My parents, all my cousins, we all went to play high school. Um, so I am a true native, and um, I moved away when I graduated from college in the year 2000. I went to Florida State, and then I became a massage therapist and moved up to North Carolina, and I lived there until 2014. I went through a little bit of a breakup and had to come back home, but I swore I'd never come back to Tampa. <laughs> so I moved to St. Petersburg in 2014. And just about six months ago, my landlord, who where I lived for 10 years, he, uh, he raised the rent double. And I actually got evicted from my home because I couldn't afford to live there. Oh. So now I'm living in Tampa because I can afford to live here <laughs> um, in Carrollwood. And I'm driving back and forth to work from Tampa to St. Pete. Every day, just to make a living wage, because we've been invaded from the north. I think. <laughs> mm. So you drive from from Carrollwood to St. Pete to work every day. Actually, Sierra Verde. I'm working at Lemon Tree Spa in Sierra Verde, and I make the truck every day. It's about a two hour round trip plus twenty dollars in gas and tolls just to make a living wage. How, wow. how long is that sustainable uh, for you? Because I am curious. You were up in Tallahassee, but it was a few years ago. You know, more than a decade ago, and obviously we've seen. Uh, the prices of everything go up really just skyrocketed yeah. in the last two years. So it seems like you were able to come back home for a little bit. But how sustainable yeah. is it is it now? And do you think you well, might have before, to move away? Before the pandemic, I worked at a, a very popular chiropractic office in St. Pete, Dr. Rubin at Rubin Healthcare Center, um, an amazing center. But when the pandemic hit, I couldn't work there anymore. I actually have had COVID three times in the last three years. Um, I've almost died. I've been hospitalized multiple times, ER visits, and I was just in the ICU for a week before Thanksgiving, and I survived. I was on a bypass for three days in the ICU, and um, my survival story is really an important one for me to share because the government hasn't helped me at all. I was denied disability. 
and I still am working full time as I'm healing from long COVID. So um, I'm literally working just to survive and it's not sustainable. And I have hospital bills just stacking up and there's no public transportation and I can't find another job. So it's been very difficult to survive and I don't want to leave my hometown, but I can't afford to live here either. And when you listen to this, our guests, you know, from 19 to 22 years old, well, what are your, like, what do you think about in their future uh, for them? Um, I think that the younger crowd, like when I was in college, we were protesting the war in Iraq. I will say that I, I want to encourage you all to be the voices of those of us who can't be heard and those of us who can't be seen because you have the power now to speak up for the rest of us. And I encourage you to do so because I hope that people will listen and that we can make a difference in this world together. Uh, thanks for the call, Sierra. Thank uh, you. Drive safe. Thank you. Thanks for God listening. God bless you all and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys worry about that, the uh, the economy here? Uh, I mean, is it something, is it, is it on your minds as you think about your future? Think about where you might wind up? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the economy is always a concern when you're becoming an adult and trying to figure out how you're going to survive in a world that is increasingly more and more difficult to survive in, financially at least. Um, I think that one of the things that is always interesting is when you hear about rising housing prices, it's always, oh, people are coming in from out of state. But I think a lot less was talked about is like affordable housing, zoning laws, all of those things that make housing, you know, expensive. Mm -hmm. And I think that people coming from out of state exacerbates an existing issue rather than it being the reason that housing is what it is right now. I heard something, uh, I I, I read something the other day that said it's uh, much much easier for, for your generation to buy a house um, than it will be for ours. Yeah. Um, and we have, like, owning a house is, like, kind of, like, a sign of success. Like, owning a house and, like, starting a family, like, this is a sign that, like, you've made it. But that's kind of, like, improbable for our generation. Um, How do you mean? Why is that improbable? This, we are not going to be making enough to afford to have a house, to own a home. Mm. Um, most of us. Um, you know, looking at looking at like this is like a you know economic experts looking at the at the housing market. Yeah, it's I mean, a little scary. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to buy a first home right now. Can I can't imagine you? trying trying to rent. I, I, w- I would be interested. I mean, I think I don't know what your living situations are like in in your college, but over the summer there was a report that said a Tampa renter has to make eighty four thousand dollars eighty four thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars and twelve cents to not be rent burdened um, in Tampa. Um, what what is your living situation like where you go to school, and how much does that you know you kind of hinted at it, Otis? Kind of these things that loom in the back of your head. Maybe we'll start with Anthony. Like, what is your living situation up there? What's it like for for somebody to just have a roof over their head? And is the prospect of having to pay for housing here in Tampa Bay something going to keep you from coming back? It is a huge factor because currently I have to pay twice as less um, amount in Philly than here. Um, so it is stressful because I would love to come live here one day, but it's just so much cheaper to live in Philly right now for me. And I'm in the city and I'm close to New York, but I'm missing all the things that we love about here. And I would love to have a house one day, but it, it is scary and no idea what's going to happen, if it's going to be 
possible or manageable. So outside of the nature, you, you would like to live back here? Yes. I, I think um, I, I want to stay up north for a while and continue my career um, and continue growing there. But it would be a dream to one day move back here. I, uh, and I intended to get to that question specifically for all of you. Na- like where you are right now, just a little bit of experience for most of you in college. Like, do you think of Tampa as a potential uh, home, long-term home? Would you come back? I don't particularly want to come back, but I, I wouldn't be like super against it. I, I've thought about like living in like St. Pete. I like St. Pete a lot, but um, but I've always wanted to live in like the Northeast somewhere. I don't. I don't really see myself coming back to Tampa most likely after college. Sarah? Um, yeah, I think if I do come back to Tampa after college, I won't live by myself for a long time, in part because of, like, the housing issues and whatnot. Um, but, I mean, I'm interested in grad school and stuff, so kind of don't really know where that'll take me. But I don't, I don't see myself staying in Tampa for like the rest of my life or really for an extended period of time. Yeah. If anything, like if I would like to have colder weather, like <laughs> I know that's a little bit Some of a seasons. separate conversation, but <laughs> what about you, Otis? I mean, so I'm studying music industry and as somebody who wants to make a career in the music business in some capacity, there's just not a whole lot of opportunity for it in Tampa. I mean, there's some like, like it's better than Gainesville, for example, but I mean, as being in New Orleans, there's just so much more opportunity. And, you know, obviously you have the other big music cities, right? L.A., uh, New York, and then also places like Philadelphia, for example, have, like, a really good alternative rock scene there that mm. gives a lot of opportunity. So I just don't think career-wise it would make sense for me to come back here unless we had more relevance. Yeah, Asher? Yeah, uh, it's really hard for, for me to say. Uh, there's a lot that I love about Tampa Bay, including like my family is all here. Um, well, my nuclear family. And then um, just I, I have like a sense of duty or purpose like to, you know, I, I guess like help fix the problems that I see here in terms of like education or um, or, you know, any sort of progressive rights or um, in our environmental issues, I, I I would feel moving away for too long would be sort of abandoning abandoning Florida and a big a big part of my identity. Um, but I also know there's there's a lot of challenges with with doing what I want to do and living here as well. If you could, so now, uh, if you could uh, import, uh, let's say, one thing from where you've been, from Philly, New York, Gainesville, New Orleans, Boston, Cambridge, if you could import one great idea back to Tampa, some, maybe it's something that Tampa just doesn't have, maybe it's cultural, maybe it's the built infrastructure, uh, what, what would that be? What, what are your favorite things you've seen out there that you think, oh, man, I wish Tampa, that would make Tampa such a cooler town? Tampa Just Bay, we should say. Yeah. Public transportation. Yeah. A bus. <laughs> it's, it's, it, yeah, it's it's so, so much better to be able to get everywhere on the subway or by walking. I mean, yeah. Um, we, uh, in Cambridge, uh, they close down the street um, every weekend. Um, so, like, people can, it's for about, like, two miles. So, people can walk and, like, walk and bike uh, uh, along the street. It's just 
so nice. I don't know, just something like that. It, it, they closed it, it to car traffic. Yeah they, yeah, they closed it to car traffic so people can walk and bike along the river. Um, and it's just such a good excuse to, like, go out go outside. And um, there's a bunch of beautiful buildings. And, yeah, I wish they would do that. Something like that here. Something easy that could be done, I think. What about you, Anthony? Is there anything that's, like, quintessentially Philadelphia or even more specific to your neighborhood up there that you would you wish you could cultivate or bring back down here? Yeah, this is pretty specific to my preferences, but... There's just so many jazz clubs in Philly. Mm-hmm. Everywhere there's jazz music every night where I where I could go either play or listen or, or or vice versa. And there's just not that here. There's maybe a few jazz concerts, you know, around the area, but there's no like place where you could go and hear jazz music every night quality. You know? Yeah. And we'll or bring DeAndre on on here after um Maybe if, uh, Sarah, I don't know if you want to share anything you love about Gainesville. I, I'm particularly, um, I love Gainesville for so many reasons. Uh, the Spanish moss hanging down, uh, the food, how small it is, how it kind of feels like Georgia in a way. Is there anything you do love about Gainesville that you wish we had here? I was going to say, like, I think we need more trees here. There yeah. are so many trees mm-hmm. in Gainesville, and it's so yeah. beautiful. And uh, there's also, like, I know that I, about once a month, I help, like, plant trees with a group. And I, I think we should have more of that here. Mm. And uh, New Orleans. Yeah, what about New Orleans? What would you like to bring here? Um, I think that New Orleans figured out because of the interstate and the river how to sort of work within their means and build, start to build up rather than build out. And they've started to economize a lot of these old bungalows and fit you know three or four families in them. Um, I think that we're still in urban spread mode, and it makes it so this like public transit walkable city thing isn't really achievable because everything is so far away from everything else mm. right on let's bring deandre on deandre has been waiting for a while here deandre you're um on wmnf tampa are you there yes hello good morning folks good morning uh gentlemen uh thank you for taking my call i, I got a couple questions um one for for everybody there and those particularly from tampa uh, i'm 40 uh 41 actually but um over my lifetime i've heard so many times um uh you're really from here like actually from here you know like um <laughs> yeah I, I, like where is everybody who's actually from tampa you know and then secondly i just kind of noticed this and i'm a little freaked out because um i've been learning about redlining a lot more do you guys not is there not a relationship between institutions like schools and maybe you know i won't get into the others, but like schools, particularly uh, colleges and universities, and redlining by chance or gentrification, because I just felt it all of a sudden <laughs> hearing you guys' story a little bit. I'm like, dang, you know, um, and knowing the history of the area as far as for demographics. But um, yeah, ha- have you heard anybody say, you know, like the first person I ever met from Tampa over my past five years being here or whatever? And uh, I'll take the answer off. Uh, 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 over the air. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for the call. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Has everybody ever been like, never met anybody from Tampa before? I I know that I am like one of four people at my school like from act that that are actually from Tampa. Um, but I think growing like growing up here that that is interesting. Uh, like my my parents are from Oklahoma and they moved here. They went to the Harvard of Oklahoma, right? Yeah, the Harvard or Arkansas. Northwest Central Arkansas. West Central Arkansas, Arkansas Tech. Uh, and then and then, you know, a couple other places and then they came here. Um, and it wasn't until like a few 
years ago, I think when I first met like people who were actually from Tampa, my, my mom's boyfriend, um, and then a couple of his friends that went to plant high school. Um, and it's, in, and it's interesting to see how like, they're all still friends. And I was wondering, like thinking about myself in 40 years, like if I come back and move here, like who, like I imagine like I'll see Sarah and she'll like come to the bar and like, then like my, I don't know, it'd be interesting, <laughs> you know, for these people to like stay like ever present every day in your life. And like, um, that would, I mean, it's, it seems really cool. Um, but as of right now, like my closest friends at school, no one is, no one's from Tampa. I, I honestly, like, I don't, the other girl in my grade from Tampa, she's actually from Valrico. I'm like, that's not, that doesn't count. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> Valrico, you're from Tampa, right? Right, right. But yeah, uh, we don't. We're not like super close, though. So I, I don't get a lot of Tampa in my everyday life what, at school. What about you, Otis? Uh, being so close and and it kind of that sister city party vibe. Do you get a lot of people that are, not, know people from Tampa? Not really. No, it's not. I'm. I think I'm. Out of all the people I've met, I'm the only one who is actually from Tampa. And I don't know a lot of people who know other people from Tampa. I, there's people who know people from Florida, but not here. Yeah. Okay. What do you What do you guys miss when you're not here? What do you miss when you're when you're away? You think, man, I would really like to whatever it is. I've I've hated driving since I started driving, but I honestly miss it sometimes. I don't know if I miss like actually driving, but I kind of miss like the like the feeling of like driving and like having all my friends in the car and like stuff like that. And my car's AC is broken. And um it's kind of nice weirdly. Asher Asher likes that my car's AC is broken. <laughs> but like just like the heat like like it's uh yeah, I miss the heat, I guess. The warmth. Mhm. Yeah. In uh Boston uh since the since the time change, the sun goes down at 3.30. Yes, I miss the sun. 3.30? 3.30. 3.30 sunset? I get out of class, and it's dark. Like, I, I enter class, and, yeah, it's a little bit bright, but I just woke up, and then it's then it's suddenly dark again. It's it's awful. I, I miss, like, sitting. Like, and even when it is sunny out for a long time, it's not as vibrant as it is here. There's something about the sunshine here that you can just, like, go stand in it, and it's, like, warming, and you feel, like, energy. And then, um, and then I also was gonna say the ocean. Um, like I can go in the ocean in Boston, but um, it's very cold, um, and you can't stay in it for very long. It's more like a polar I miss plunge. Having like grass around, <laughs> like it being in New York City. Like one thing that I never really thought about was that there's just no grass. Like I end up going to Central Park all the time to just like sit on the grass. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. What, what, what about you, Anthony? I miss uh, the comfort of safety, honestly. Like here, me and my friends could just go anywhere, really, with our cars, however late, and not really worry. You know, we're still careful, obviously. But in Philly, I can't, I actually can't do that. Um, very violent and a lot of crime. If you're safe, it's fine, but you shouldn't really be out after like even 11 or 12 that's interesting that's an interesting part of this right do you guys the rest of you feel safe in tampa safer than than in other in new orleans new york boston um i don't know a lot of people ask me like because my classes are i have late classes they end this is mo who's in new york yes yeah. i live in new york city um i have late classes that end at like 9 40 p.m and so i have to take the subway back to um where i live which is like about 30 minutes 
And um, a lot of people have asked me, like, oh, do you feel safe, like, coming back that late? And honestly, I, I, there's been very few times where I felt unsafe in New York. I feel like there's so many people around that, like, I never feel like I'm, like, alone or, like, in, like, an unsafe situation. I definitely have weird interactions with people, um, but I, I wouldn't honestly say that I feel more safe in Tampa than in New York. Yeah, definitely safe for me. I mean... I think that like, Cambridge is relatively like a, a very, you know, considered a very safe place. Um, and people are often like surprised by my willingness to just like go out wherever. Like I'm not really scared of, of much. Like some of my friends were shocked when I told them Mo and I walked back through Central Park at night, like which maybe we should, they were like, what? Like that's like, well, that was really stupid of you. And I was like, I didn't even think twice about that. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't feel. I don't feel, I wouldn't say I feel unsafe here, but I feel like there's a lot more situations in which, like, I I would be uncomfortable that have allowed me to feel safer when I'm not here. That makes sense. New, New Orleans is a little different. Do you go out at night? Um, sometimes. I mean, I'm not, like, a super big nightlife person anyways, but I think it's just being aware of your surroundings is a big thing. Um, as long as you stay on, like, you know, main streets and you don't go off into little neighborhoods and stuff. The one thing with New Orleans is because neighborhoods where they're bad, the streets are always worse. Mm. There's always more potholes and like big divots in the streets. And it's really easy to tell when you're in an area that is not great. On, on account of the number of potholes. Yeah. And yeah. also... I, I like this metric. No, no really. Like it's a no, thing. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it reflects like policymaking and, and the way that uh, city budgets are planned yeah. and, and the way that uh, those values. types of things are executed and, and redlining in a way, redlining. right? I so, always tell people that New Orleans is the only city that I've been to where a four-wheel drive Uber is like actually makes sense mm. as a thing <laughs> just because it's divots in the road. It's like you're off-roading. Right. Let me ask you something. You, you, we're kind of tiptoeing around. I don't know that we mean to, but you know, Tampa's got its own parts and we're segregated in some ways. There's that urban sprawl, but there are really diverse neighborhoods here. And a lot of times it's a certain group of people that lives in, in, in there. What's, what's that like in, in the cities that you're from and how is it different um, from Tampa? And, and do you feel kind of those same kind of strains uh, in the cities that you go to school in? Uh, I took a, I, I took a class called the Great Migration, a history class um, last year, and I learned that Boston is one of the most segregated cities um, in the United States, um, which is you know interesting because it's in the north and um, and I mean I, looking around that is that is very very much true. Like here in Tampa, there are I, there is so much more diversity that I see in terms of like economic, um, like socially, and then also I there's like no. There are no, like, like obviously in school I have a very diverse campus. They, Harvard does a very good job of, like, bringing in people from all over the all over the world, honestly, like, different socioeconomic class. But once I leave campus, it's just, like, white, middle class, upper upper middle class mm -hmm. um, people in, in Boston itself. Um, and that's something, like, I definitely feel missing um, when I'm there. Um, just, like, the people who live here in Florida, yeah. In that way, I sometimes think of southern cities as sort of like big melting pots, especially if you spend any time at all in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's got to be just the most diverse city in the country, at least in 
my experience anecdotally. Um, and it's not necessarily that case in some northern cities that you think might uh, be more diverse. Yeah, no, it's it's not. It's, yeah, it's not like that at all. I mean, I think there I think we were learning about some of the reasons why. And it was like the north didn't feel that need to, like, compensate for, you know, in, in the south there there was like the busing was enforced the, you know, uh, the busing between schools was enforced for for much longer. It's still in the we still have the magnet programs, and in um, for schools at least. And in Boston, there was a, a lot of policy making to keep people very separate, and none of that was um, none of that was fixed because they weren't being held accountable for that. Like mm. they were seen as the ones that were doing the good thing of like we did it already. We have these deep sins in the south. We don't. We are not as racist. Like the south, though. Like they um, they were the ones like actually fixing all those issues and continued to do that for a while. And and um, and it, now we can see the the effect the effects of that. Boston is still very segregated. I think um, majority of the black and Latino populations live in uh, Dorchester. And uh, uh, speaking of trees, yeah. Sarah, somebody came in with a text that said we are below 30% of tree canopy in Tampa right now, which is the bare minimum of health of a city all due to uh, moving or removing city protection laws. Uh, it's not a state blanket coverage. So, yeah, the, the tree canopy here is changing. Anthony, it was interesting to hear you talk about safety and, and want that. And I thought to myself, that is a precarious situation for a jazz musician who travels with the roads and a Moog. Um, just down the street, you used to cut your teeth. You've played everywhere in Tampa. I, I think you played Blue Note uh, that was down there before. Um, you talked about all the jazz clubs that are in Philly, although you gig a lot when you're in town. I mean, you played a wedding for your uh, ethos bandmate, uh, Seth, uh, yesterday. You have Roger, a uh, virtuosic drummer who uh, is also a killer guitar player. Um, What's the venue scene like in Philly? You kind of alluded to that. You have a lot of jazz clubs. You can play, you can watch, you can meet people. How does it compare here to Tampa Bay? And and what can the Tampa Bay music scene learn uh, from Philly and vice versa? So I noticed that there's a lot of different kind of uh, venues in Philly that like to focus on specific styles of music as opposed to maybe here I see a lot of different groups and styles of music go through one venue. Mm. So it's it's kind of nice because if you're, however you're feeling, you could go and see a specific uh, style of music based on just the location. And I think that's something kind of special. Is there anything special about the Tampa music scene and, and venues that is missing from Philly? Definitely. I think there is a kind of community here and everyone has each other's backs. Not that they don't in Philly, but it's just more, I don't want to say competitive up north, but there's just so many musicians. A little clicky. Yeah, it's so many great musicians. So sometimes to like shine through, you really have to be on top of everything. As not, as not a performer, but as, a, as an audience, I found that I, I pre- maybe, maybe I just haven't spent enough time in Boston, but I was really looking for, for this. I, I write about music for my school's paper. Um, and it, Tampa's music scene is just so much better than in Boston. At least our, like our venues are just so much more comfortable. Um, we have just such a diverse range of, of, of acts and performances, things that I, I like could not see. And I think are like, I'm going to compare like the crowbar and eboard to like a, one of similar size in Cambridge, Boston called paradise rock club. They've got like two giant poles blocking the stage. It's like so stupid. And everyone 
is white and has a beard and is wearing a beanie <laughs> and a flannel. And I'm like, where are like the real people? Um, <laughs> uh, ben Montgomery has a uh, beard and a, a Garhart. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> not talking about you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm, I, I miss. I do miss the Tampa music scene a lot when I'm in Boston. You seen any shows in New York, Mo? What about Gainesville? It, it got bands flying yeah. through Gainesville all the time. Yeah, um, I don't know. I really haven't. I think, like, the only show I've gone to is, like, a friend of mine is in a metal band. (laughs) So I went to his show. Um, But, unfortunately, I really haven't, like, explored the music scene. And you're gigging all around New Orleans. Well, all around is a stretch. But I've done some gigs, and I've seen a lot of music in New Orleans. And um, I think the thing with any major city is, like, probably Boston included, is that a lot of it's, like, searching for your venues and your avenues. But I think the thing with Tampa is we do have a really tightly knit, close music scene. I think the issue is it's just, like, economically, nobody who plays here really, or very few people who play here, play here for their primary source of income. It's mm. not their living. Uh, it's a thing they do on the side. Yeah. Let me ask you something. You know, everybody has a, a role in their hometown, right? You guys are all people who've left. Um, you come back and, and you play music with people who stayed. You hang out with your friends who stayed. Um, have you ever thought about what it would be like if you had stayed? And what your life would be like here? If if that question sucks, we don't have to talk. About um, it. Good no, it's it's a good question. I think um, the thing I see with a lot of my friends who stayed here is they're still hanging out with the same people that they hung out with in high school. They're still going to the same places and doing the same things, and that's a really wonderful thing is to have that consistency. But I think for me, it would not have been good. I think that getting out and seeing new things and exploring and meeting new people was a much better thing for me and much better for my development as, like, a human being. Mm. Guys? Yeah, I think, like, you know, I'm I'm not very far, but I do think I was really able to kind of have, like, a fresh start and, like, meet new people and kind of, like, just have a different pace of life and whatnot. And I really appreciated that, and I think I really needed that. Um, I think here, I don't even think it has so much to do with Tampa as it is to do with me. I think if I were here, I might have been a little stagnant. And so I appreciated the change of pace. We didn't quite make it all the way around the table, excuse me, earlier with this question, what are you proud of about this place? Have you had friends come back? And if so, uh, if you haven't, imagine them coming back. What do you show them here in this area that, uh, you know? Yeah, I'm proud of that you think is cool. Yeah, I can speak to this. Uh, I just had a friend um, in town, and then I had uh, three in for spring break, and I was playing the role of like you know showing them being the tour guide. I took um, my I, I kind of like pay attention to what what that what their vibe is and what they would want to do. But I took my friend most recently, Charlotte, um, into Ybor City because I think that's like definitely one of the coolest parts of Tampa. Um, where, in, where in Ybor? We went. We ate at uh, Stone Soup. Um, and then we went to La France and we were just walking down seventh for the most part. Um, and yeah, that was really nice. I, I love it there. It was good for me to see it. I took some, I took some friends last spring break to Bush Gardens because they wanted to, you know, a lot of people when they think of Florida, they think of the theme parks. So that was a, um, that was fun too. Um, also obviously to the, to the beach, we go to Passagirl. Um, I should take them to that, um, to that beach garden that you mentioned. I, I love that place too. Um, but yeah, we go to Passagirl because they have the ice cream shop 
Um, I love that place. Um, Sarah, I know, just came with me. Paradise Suites. Um, obviously, it took them to shuffle. Um, what about what about food? Uh, does that play into the, this at all? Uh, do you miss certain foods that you can only find here yes. when you're gone? Gator I nuggets or something? What do you think about <laughs> Cafe Hay all the time? <laughs> I love Cafe Hay. I miss and, it every day. And Three Dot Dash also. They do uh, a good job at, at, at posting what they're what they're eating. And I, I just don't I don't really eat out very much being a, a college student um, with no money. So I just miss going. I miss going to like cafes. Also in New York, they don't have as many places where you can like sit down. Like every like cafe is like tiny and like cramped. And so like I miss being able to go somewhere and like Space. work or just sit and eat and talk. For me, it's for sure the Cuban food. Like New Orleans has a really good diverse scene in terms of, you know, like food and stuff. There's, you can get like cheap boys and whatever else you want, but I can't get a good Cuban sandwich anywhere. <laughs> yeah, rice and beans. I'm, I miss that a lot at school. I'm, um, I always crave like Ella's Folk Art Cafe. They have the great uh, Rasta fries and the um, their their curry is really great. Yeah, but ca- Cafe Hay is a shout out. It's Gotta get favorite. the Ella's while you can. It's for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ella's. Yeah, yeah. That's where I took I took my friend uh, most who was most recently in town. She loved it. What about you, Anthony? Philly cheesesteaks overrated? What do you I, miss from here? I do love Philly cheesesteaks, but from here, what I miss most is honestly the kava bars that are okay. all around Florida. Very specific to Florida. It's the kava kratom capital of the world. Hmm. And it's an art. It's like brewing coffee. It's like it's a huge thing that people get into. And it's uh, it's it's amazing. Um, there's nothing like that in Philly. Nothing at all. People have no idea what it is. There was that uh, investigation recently about the kratom. Did you guys? I was that? wondering about that. I was like, man, come on. Like, uh, <laughs> I was interesting because I mean, I remember trying kava for the first time, like in high school, and I was like, why? It made me feel so weird. I was like 14. I'm like, why can I have this? <laughs> like, why is there no well, you shouldn't have 14. <laughs> yeah. There's a law now. <laughs> I want to try to squeeze in a couple uh, more questions here. I'm curious, what does success look like for you? We're kind of talking about that, you know, success coming back and moving back to the house. At this stage of your life, um, do you know what success looks or feels like for you? And do you feel like it can, you can have it here? Or is it more of an abstract thing you don't know? Success is a, is a very hard thing for me because for a lot of different people, it means different things and achieving different things. I have a clear uh, thing in my mind of what I want to be successful, but it keeps changing. So it's an ever-growing thing. I think, um, like being at Harvard, there is a lot of you know. There's a lot of ever. This kind of on everybody's minds, and there's not like thinking about what other people would if if other people were looking at me and wondering if I was successful. It seems like there's no way for me to move back here. And be like even people from Tampa, like nobody. I, it, it's it's hard to think like people expect me to come come back here or to think that that would be like a, a sign of success for me. Um, but in my in in how I look at it, you know, I try I try not to like take that those like everybody else's view of of that into into um, into the decisions that I'm going to make in the future. I I don't really know. Um, but, yeah. What about you, Otis? What does success look like uh, for you? You kind of mentioned 
you don't get like to go out at night, but you get, you work in the audio and, and music industry. I mean, like by I don't like to go out at night. I mean, clubs aren't really my thing. But obviously, I'm gonna have to do some of that for music. I think that success <laughs> for me looks like making. Currently, it looks like making enough of a living off of music as my primary source of income to sustain myself without like external help. And then down the road, that means I'd like to be middle class off of music. That would be nice. Maybe a little unrealistic, but that'd be great. <laughs> you're back for uh, for break. Uh, what's the one thing you have to do while you're here? Uh, it won't feel like you've been home unless you did this. Go to the beach. Uh, river boat ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd say the river river boat ride. That was the first. Yeah, yeah, that was the first thing we did when I had my friend in town. We went on the. Um, we tried to watch the Christmas boat parade, but it was a little feeble. But um, we went on the water anyway. That was yeah. I feel home when I do that. And in a minute, what, what do you want? Who hasn't chimed in on what you need to do before you get out of here? You don't I have mean, to. I don't know. I guess also go to the beach for me. Yeah. yeah. Anthony, I get it. Just go go on a nice drive to Miami. <laughs> right on. Miami. Okay. And I got a uh, skip queuing up an outro song. Um, on behalf of myself, Ray Roa, Ben Montgomery, Asher, good. Otis, Sarah, Mo, Anthony, thank you so much uh, for joining us today and kind of sharing um, your insight of that. It's really cool to spend time with you. And I should mention that uh, Ethos of Al DC has a gig at Hooch and Hive a week from today. Um, uh, Seth Lynn is going to be on bass, Rogers on drums, Chudy B on the saxophone, and um, other friends. And gig. another gig here. Oh, I did a little, I had a high school band and we're doing a little quote unquote reunion show at uh, Shuffle. Shuffle. When is that? Tampa. January 6th. January sixth at five PM. Is that feeble? No, no, that's no. I, it's the remnant man. Don't elaborate. Okay. okay, okay. So we have January gig. We have Anthony's gig. We'll link to those on WMNF. Let's go out on some ethos of um, Al DC. You're listening to How WMNF. The best basketball Tampa. player of all time make more money in his. Oh no, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Take us out again. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you later, guys. I hope you have a really yeah, good uh, break and have a Merry Christmas. Joellen is next door with Art.